Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Baller Jr., and I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And so, it's over. Football season is over and now it's time to start my depression that will last until August now I know exactly what some of you are thinking you're thinking well now that football is over the Super Bowl is done that means Ken will have no more football illustrations at least until August okay I can get one more in right (laughs) but again I do want to say congratulations to all the Los Angeles Rams fans who are listening. It does bring back some redeeming value for me that if my Buccaneers were to be knocked out of the playoffs, at least they lost to the eventual Super Bowl champions. That helps me to feel a little bit better. Not too much, though. (laughs) Just, Just a tiny bit. But it was just really great. There are some people like, there's a guy named Matthew Stafford, the quarterback for the Rams. He's been in the league for years. Got traded to the Rams this year. He was on a team, the Detroit Lions, that were perennial losers. And and not because of a lack of effort on his part. I mean, he really wasn't, and is a good quarterback. But they brought him over to the Rams and they brought him over specifically for things like the Super Bowl. And he did, he he performed, He, he, he pulled it out. And then of course, There's Cooper Cup, who ended up being the most valuable player for the Super Bowl. But before I ramble too much more about football, you're like, Ken, get to your illustration so I can be done with this whole football thing. So I'll I'll do that. I'll I'll go ahead. But, But there's this one point in the game where the Rams have the ball and Matthew Stafford, he he drops back and he's looking to the right side of the field. And because what he's hoping to do is he's hoping to pull defenders to that side of the field. And then what he does is he lets go of a pass. And people have looked at it and some commentators have even considered that maybe there's a possibility that it was even a no-look pass. But what he does is he throws the ball to a certain position. And what's happening is Cooper Cup is cutting across the middle of the field and where Matthew Stafford throws the ball, there's a guy from the Cincinnati Bengals that just miss, misses the ball, being able to knock the ball down by, I want to say, a few few inches, maybe maybe a foot, something like that. I mean, his, he was pulled off just enough for the ball to be able to get through where it needs to get through, and boom, Cooper Cup catches the ball. Now, the, what makes that play work is one word, trust. Because when Matthew Stafford released the ball, Cooper Cup was nowhere near the position where it needed to be. And the only way that it was going to be caught is Cooper Cup had to get to that point where Matthew Stafford threw the ball. If Cooper Cup doesn't get there, it's an interception. Easily, it's an interception. And so he does. And so literally, by releasing the ball, Cooper Cup is saying, I'm sorry, by releasing the ball, Matthew Stafford is saying, Cooper, Coop, I I trust you. 
I trust that you're going to be where it is that you need to be. Now, what does that trust say? Because I, I want to take a step back. We're in the middle of a series that we're doing called Next Level Love. And what we're doing in this series is, is we're looking at what's called the relationship attachment model. Because many of us, when it comes to our lives, we have had our hearts broken by either friendships, by relationships, maybe by business partnerships, but we've had our hearts broken. And, and maybe not just our hearts, maybe in some ways our spirit has been broken as well. And so in this series, what happens with the relationship attachment model that was designed by a guy named Jeff Von Epp, he's a Christian counselor, therapist. He actually wrote a book called How to Avoid Falling in Love with Jerks. And so he talks about this in that book. He also wrote one for married couples called Building Better Together, which talks about those principles as well and how do you allow them to be able to thrive in your marriage so that you can have the best marriage possible. But he gives a list of, of, of five things. It's know, trust, rely, commit, and touch. Know, trust, rely, commit, and touch. I, I wanted to take a moment to apologize because last week I had talked about this model as well and I said that it would be in the description. I, I didn't realize that in the way that it's inputted into the system that I use, that that wouldn't show up in the description. So what I'm gonna do this week, it is on our website. If you go to the podcast on our website, you will see it there. But if you listen to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or any other podcasting system, it might not be, have been there. So what I'm going to do is just to make it safe, I'm gonna put it in again this week, but I'm also going to include a link for those of you that are listening to this outside of our church website, which again, I'm so thankful for. It will take you back to the website where you can be able to see this model in the description. So again, I do apologize for that if it led to any confusion last week because I was confused. <laughs> so I apologize for that. But the idea behind this is that there's a natural progression for the development of relationships. So what he would say is you first start with knowing to get to know someone and be known by someone. Then the next step would be trust. The next step would be, not so, so you're developing trust in that person, then relying on that person, then uh, committing to that person or committing to the relationship, whatever type of friendship, relationship, partnership, whatever it might be, and then touch. And, and so if you look at this as a natural progression, then it does make sense where are that if I trust someone before I really know them, I'm setting myself up to be hurt. If I touch someone, if I'm sexually connected with someone before I really know them, trust them, rely on them, I have committed to them, I'm setting myself up for a world of hurt. So go back through and maybe look at your past relationships where your heart has been broken and just ask yourself these questions is did I develop the relationships on levels where they weren't ready yet? So did I develop a relationship of trust with someone that I really didn't know? Did I develop a sexual relationship with someone that I really didn't trust or I really didn't know, that, that didn't have a chance to prove that they were trustworthy? Did I do that? 
And if we were to follow this model, maybe what it would do, because the whole idea behind this series is how do we develop friendships, relationships, partnerships with people that we may be connected with? How do we do that in a way that will minimize the amount of pain that we can experience in our lives? How do we do that? So that's what we're looking at for this series. And, and that's what I'm hoping that you will be able to be helped with in your life so that you can minimize. I, I, I won't say eliminate because we're all still human. We all still make mistakes. We all still fail. We all still sin. We all still mess up. We all still have our struggles. We, we just do. We just do. We have our flaws. So I will never say eliminate the possibility of being hurt, but we can at least minimize it. So if you have not listened to the previous podcast on knowing someone and watch the first live stream of this series, I want to encourage you to go back and do so. You can find it on our website. You can also find it on YouTube. And then this week, we talked about trust on Sunday, and we're going to talk about trust as well. So like I said before, with this, you want to know someone before you really trust them. And, and so I, I just began to, to dig into trust. And what is what is trust really all about? And, and you know what it is? It, it boils down to one word. Trust is all about one word. Character. Trust is about character. It is do you have the type of character that will allow us to be able to thrive in a relationship towards the future? Do you have that? And so this is why it's so important for you to develop getting to know someone before you trust them. And, and here's the truth. The only way for you to know someone and begin to develop trust in someone is that trust has to be tested. That's why I have encouraged you to not develop a relationship with someone until you see them go through trials, until you see them go through, uh, through, through temptations until you have seen them go through some kind of crisis or chaos in their life, until you have seen life turn up the pressure. That's what will reveal their character. And then once you begin to see their character, now you can decide if this is someone that I want to move forward with in the future. What does the character look like? So character has to be tested. Now, I'm not telling you to test their character. <laughs> I'm going to test your character. So. While we're developing this relationship, I'm going to go make out with someone else and see how you respond. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. I'm not saying that because that maybe reveals something about your character. But you want to make sure that you see in them the type of character that you can depend on. If, if you're talking about a friendship, you want to see the type of character that will show loyalty and commitment. If you're talking about a, a marriage, you want to see the type of character that if you were to go on a business trip, you know that your wife or your husband will have the kind of character that you don't have to worry about them being involved with someone else. You're talking about the type of character that if you were to step into a business par partnership with this person, you want to know that they have the type of character that maybe when things get financially tough for them, they're not going to steal from your business. 
Trust is about character. Uh, there's a great passage about this in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. It says some really great things and gives us, gives us some really great insight about trust and what trust is all about. It says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write, write them deep within your heart. So here's the first thing that we see about trust according to verse 3. You have to ask yourself, do I have the type of character that is trustworthy? Can I trust myself? And, and maybe what you might find that you might need to do is before you get into a relationship with someone else, maybe there's some flaws that you need to work on. If you're stuck in an addiction, maybe there's some things that you need to work on with that. If you, if you struggle with managing money, then maybe there's some things that you need to work on with your character and the way that you manage and handle those elements of your life. The way to start with is not by trusting with someone else, but to prove to yourself that you are trustworthy and that someone else can put their trust in you. Because it says this in verse 4, which I love. It says, then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. What's that about? Character. You will earn a good reputation. What is it? reputation? Trust. So you want the kind of character that, again, when someone says, hey, I question the character of so-and-so, that your friends could say, oh, no, 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 no. I know this guy. Your girlfriend or boyfriend could say, oh, no, 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 no. I know him. I know her. Your husband or wife could say, no, no, no. You're not talking about my husband. You're not talking about my wife. Because I know their character. I know who they are. And then not only that, I love the idea where God could look at you and be pleased in you because you developed the kind of character that he desires to see happen in you. And let me tell you, that kind of character is not something that you develop on your own. The only way that you can really develop this kind of character is you have to pursue God. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a second. But it says in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. This is huge. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. This is a verse that I've quoted a lot. But, but now in looking at the series, I want to get really, really, really practical with this. So lean in to this. Really lean in and really listen to this because I think that for some of you, this may be a breakthrough. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Here's the question that you have to ask because maybe this is what has caused you to get into relational troubles in your past. Do you trust someone else? Sorry, I don't know what that note was. I just got Peter Brady on you guys, sorry. But, but do you trust someone to have the kind of character that will meet your needs that really only God can do? Do you or are you trusting in someone to have the kind of character to meet your needs that really only God can? Because if you get to that point where you're trusting in someone and you're trusting in their character to be able to satisfy some of the deep needs that you have in your life, you're setting your relationship up for failure. 
Because there is no human being that has the capacity to truly meet the greatest depths of your soul. There's no human being that is capable of doing that. Now, let me, let me reword that. They may do it in a moment. You get married and that day you feel so loved in that moment. But then you fast forward towards the future and their struggles and their weaknesses come out. And the last thing you feel is loved. So let's just go through the list real quickly of things that we may depend on someone for and the need that it cannot meet. For example, you may trust this person for companionship, but the truth is they can't make you feel loved. You may trust someone for a lack of conflict in your relationship, but here's the truth. They can't make you feel peace. You may trust someone that, hey, this will be the person that will work hard and provide a house for us, which is great. But here's the truth. They can provide the house, but that doesn't mean they provided the home. And in providing the home, they, they might provide the stuff that make you feel rich, right? You can have the car, the, the money, the house, the chandelier, <laughs> you know, the designer stuff. You can have all of that. But here's the truth. You may have richness, but you will not feel wealth. So what you want to do is you want to ask yourself, are there deep needs in my soul that I am trusting in the character of someone else to be able to satisfy and fulfill? And that's why I says, I love this. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. What is our own understanding? My own understanding says, well, hey, if I turn to this person, I'll feel loved. I'll feel peace. I'll feel at rest. I'll feel a home. I'll feel wealth. And the truth is, again, no person can provide that. So as great as that person might be, as well put together as that person might be, you can't trust them with all of your heart because they're always limited by their human capacity. And then it says, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take, which path to take to feel loved, which path to take to feel peace, which path to take to feel at rest, which path to take to feel wealth, which path to take to feel. So you, you understand what I'm getting at is he will give you the path to show you how to meet those real deep needs that can only truly be found in him. Because here's the thing that you have to realize as well, is if you rely on other people to try to satisfy those needs, and, and we're gonna talk about, make sure you, that you tune in this week. Because this week, 
that's coming, we're going to talk about rely and reliance on someone. And, and, and I'm going to talk about this on Sunday, but I'll just say it real quickly. What is the difference between the two? Between trust and reliance. Trust is having the character. And now reliance means I can lean on you to meet those needs because you've shown that you have the character to be able to do so. So again, what you want to do is you want to look at that person and you want to look at the fact of, are they trustworthy? I love this story. There's a guy in the Bible named Job. And what happens is Satan sees Job and he comes to God and he presents a test to God. And it says this in Job chapter 1, verse 6. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. In other words, he's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. Satan replied to the Lord, yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You've always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You've made him prosper in everything he does. Look at how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right. You may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So, the Lord le- so Satan left the Lord's presence. And if you look at it, if you go on and if you look at the story, I mean, it, it does get pretty tragic. Uh, there's this one point where all of Job's kids are gathered. A storm comes and boom, all of his kids die. Only one servant survives. That servant comes and says to Job, hey, all your kids have died. Then something else happens and all of his wealth is stolen. It's, it's, it's just all gone. And again, only one servant survives. The servant comes back and tells Job, like, dude, you've lost everything. Now, I, I know what you're thinking, and, and, and I struggle with this as well. You mean, well, that, does, that just doesn't seem fair. Isn't it God's job to protect us, to make sure that stuff like that doesn't happen to us? Yet, God let Satan do these things to Job. That does, doesn't seem fair. But again, this, this goes back to the principle that I was talking about before. You don't know if you're really trustworthy until you're tested. When you're struggling financially, and you're given the task to count the register at the end of the day. And you have the capacity to be able to manipulate the numbers 
so that some of the cash disappears and no one knows it. Your poverty, our financial challenges, that's a test of your character. When you are struggling in your marriage and all of a sudden there's this man who understands you or there's this woman who supports you and now there's a temptation to want to give yourself and be with this person. The struggles in your relationship have tested your commitment to your marriage. You don't know what you have until it's been tested. And once it's been tested, can you trust yourself? Now, it is ironic, and, and, and some people have pointed this out, that Job loses everything but his wife. <laughs> Satan's like, take his family, take, well, take his kids, take his wealth. Uh, no, 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 she's fine. You can leave her. <laughs> you look at this and what kind of woman must she have been that Satan thought, leave her in his life to torment him. <laughs> Whoa. But when you look at this, like I said, I, I know it doesn't seem fair. And there are moments where life just doesn't seem fair. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't always have the answers. I, I will say this, that at the end of it all, Job stands the test. He learns some things about God. He learns some things about himself. He learns some things about his friends. But at the end of it, his wealth is completely restored and then some. And then also he gets more kids and has a new family as a result of it as well. So like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I still wrestle sometimes with the fairness of it. I, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I do. But in this, life is full of tests. Sometimes those tests aren't fair. But I do wonder this. I wonder if some of those tests happen in your life because God says, I believe in you, I trust you. And then you persevere and you prove to yourself, I am trustworthy. I'm trustworthy. But, but I, I look at this and, and this really is part of the deal. So that's what you want to look for in that other person. When the stuff hits the fan, you know, when it's all falling apart, what is their character then? Because that really is going to reveal the kind of character that they have. And, and look for little things. What is a character like when they're around their mom or their dad? Do you see argumentativeness there? What is their character like when they're, when you're at a restaurant? How do they treat servers and waiters? What is their character like when it comes to serving others, loving others? What is their character like in that way? 
What is a character like when they struggle with their finances? What is a character like when they are at the store and the cashier gives them more change than what they would really do? What's the character like? Do they give that extra change back? Or are they like, no, <laughs> look what I got. Let's go out to eat. What's the character like? So that's what you want to begin to examine. Because you really can't move forward in having a successful relationship if the character is not there. And now that's the reason why you can't rush into starting a friendship, a relationship, or a partnership. It's because you need to give yourself enough time to make sure that you're able to see what the character is really like. In Genesis chapter 3, there's a story of when Eve gets tempted. And she gets to a point where she's interacting with Satan and Satan is able to convince her. And it says in verse 6, the woman was convinced. What was she convinced of? She was convinced ultimately that she really couldn't trust God. That's what she was convinced of. So she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it gave her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Now, why is this so powerful? Because this goes back to what I was talking about before. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So what happens is when there's that part of you that doesn't think God is trustworthy, then it's very easy to try to depend on other people. I, I love that. It says that she, was, she saw that the tree, the tree that God had encouraged, that God had commanded them, do not eat of. God said, if you eat of it, you will surely die. So do not eat of. And she looked at that tree and it said she saw that it was beautiful. And let me tell you, some of our greatest relational and business mistakes have been because we liked the package, <laughs> right? She had the look, he had the look. She made you feel good, he made you feel good. She said all the right words, he said all the right words. Like there's this fire that you felt, that you thought, that they would be able to bring to you. There's a show that I'm watching with my, with my wife and my oldest daughter called Love is Blind. And basically what they do is, it's called a, a, an experiment. So basically what they do is they put these people in pods where they can't see each other. And the only thing that can happen is communication. Within like a week and a half to two to three weeks, they're making decisions on, hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. <laughs> you watch the rest of the show and you see some disasters. Why? Because they really haven't had time to see what the character is like. But the packaging was what they wanted to hear. So when we look at this for ourselves, it could be the same thing. We can be guilty 
of putting ourselves in relational trouble because the packaging just looks so doggone good. But what's underneath that? It goes on to say again in verse 7, they felt their shame and their, at their nakedness. In other words, it blew up in their faces. It blew up in their faces. So that's why you want to make sure that you're trustworthy, that they're trustworthy. In Genesis chapter 24, verses 12 through 14, it says, O Lord God of my master, Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master, Abraham. So why is he praying this? So here's what happens. Abraham had moved away from his homeland. And now his son Isaac is getting to that age where it's time for Isaac to have a woman. <laughs> you know, Where it's time for Isaac to get married and be in a relationship. So what Abraham does is he says to his servant, look, the women that are in this area are, are not the kind of women that I want my son to be in a relationship with. So here's what I want to ask you to do. Go back, go back to my hometown and find someone for my son to be married to. So that's what this guy is tasked with. And so that's why he prays that prayer. And the prayer goes on and says, see, I am standing here beside this spring. And the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I will ask one of them. Please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink, and I will water your camels too, let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know you have shown unfailing love to my master. So what this is, is this is a test. So what he's doing is he's saying, I want something deeper then look, I want someone of substance. And, and so literally by saying, hey, now, let me tell you this. Camels can drink an awful lot of water. <laughs> they really can. So for this woman to say, hey, here's some water and I will water your camels too. Literally what she is saying is I am going to take all the time necessary to make sure that the thirsts of these camels are satisfied. So, so we're talking about a task, depending on how many camels, could take hours to do. But that's the kind of woman that he wanted to find for Isaac, a woman of substance. So again, that's why I think it's so important. I, I talked about this on Sunday, and I want to encourage you to go back. And look at that. When it comes to character, what are the character traits that you want to look for? What are the character traits that you want to have with someone that you have a friendship with, that you're married to, that you're interested to a business partnership with? What are those character traits? You want to identify those ahead of time so that you can make sure that you are finding things to check off the boxes and to give yourself enough time to make sure that nothing happens for you to begin to uncheck <laughs> the boxes when you see what his or her character is like. So trust, trust is about character. And to sum it all up, 
you just want to ask yourself, A, am I someone who is trustworthy? Do I have the type of character where I am trustworthy? And if not, then what areas of my life do I need to address before I'm in a relationship because I don't want to cause hurt to someone because of my struggles. Now, does that mean you need to be perfect? No, it doesn't mean you need to be perfect because then we'll never be in a relationship. No. But what it does mean is I want to make sure that I have my mind right, my heart right, and I am moving in a way to where I have that kind of character. And then also what you want to do then is number two, ask yourself, am I relying on a relationship to satisfy a need that only God can meet? If so, then I need to begin to untrust people to an extent that I am placing the trust in them that I need to be placing in God. So I'm not saying don't trust people, but what I am saying is make sure that you're relying on him to meet your deep heartfelt needs. Then that brings us to number three. The final aspect of this reminder is when it comes to trust, have I allowed time for the character of who they really are to be tested so that I can know that if I am with him or if I'm with her, if I'm friends with him, if I'm friends with her, if I'm business partners with him or business partners with her, I can know for sure that they're going to make the decision that is going to be best for both of us, that they're trustworthy. Well, I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Again, thank you so much for allowing us to be on this journey with you. Uh, if you're listening to this on our website, please go ahead and subscribe to uh, so You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You, you can find us in many different places, whatever it is that you like to listen to for your podcast. You can find us there. So I would encourage you, go ahead, search for us, subscribe or follow. That way when we post new things, you'll be one of the first ones to know about it. Also rate and review us. Uh, so that way it makes it easier for others to be able to find us as well. And like I said earlier, next week we're talking about the next level, which is rely. What does it look like to rely on someone? So we're going to talk about that next week. So make sure that either you watch the live stream on Sunday or the podcast, preferably both. <laughs> because again, our podcast and live streams work together to create a complete idea, our complete thought for the week. Well, again, encounters about three things. Love up. Let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out. Let's make a commitment to love others. And love in. Let's, again, in doing both of those, we find things that we love about ourselves. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way when we post new podcasts, 
Again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.